Today on Frame Tracks, we will be listening to the man that many regard as the greatest film composer of all time. That's right, we'll be listening to John Williams, this time on Frame Tracks. Frame Tracks. My name is Christopher Weed. I'll be your host as we talk about great film composers and uh, listen to some of their fantastic music. Today's episode, we're going to be listening to music from John Williams, who many believe is the greatest film composer of all time. I like to uh, raise him to an even more uh, prolific level and call him the greatest composer of all time as well. And I'll debate you on that if uh, I need to. You've heard his music. Uh, if you've been to movies in the last, uh, gosh, 50 years, you've heard some of his music. Uh, Home Alone, Harry Potter, Jurassic Park, um, Superman, uh, many others. He was born in 1932 in New York. Uh, although he has a very strong uh, relationship with his adopted home, the city of Boston, Williams uh, you know, began composing in the early 1950s, actually. His, uh, began in the television world. A lot of people don't know. He did the pilot episode of a popular show, The Gilligan's Island, at the time. He also worked on Lost in Space, Time Tunnel, Land of the Giants, and others. His first film was in 1958. It was a B-movie called Daddy-O. And uh, he got that job because he uh, had been studying with a lot of the great film composers of that time, uh, Bernard Herrmann, Alfred Newman, uh, and he just slowly moved up the ranks. He was also a very um, well-known pianist at the time as well. But uh, it is the movies that he did with uh, the great director Steven Spielberg that he is best known for. But I'd like to start out with, as I like to do all of these, a song that uh, was the where I first heard and was greatly influenced by his music. Uh, and that happened in the year 1977. Uh, Steven Spielberg already had done several films with Mr. Williams and uh, introduced uh, Mr. Williams to um, his good friend George Lucas, who was making at the time um, what was many what many considered to be a B-rated science fiction film. And uh, John was brought on to uh, bring a very Fogner-esque space opera type score uh, for the film and he did a remarkable job not only did he save the film and bring bring that film to a instant blockbuster status but he also reinvented film music uh, at the time and uh, just totally you know raised the bar and laid the groundwork for great film composers to come so without further ado, let's listen to the main theme from George Lucas's 1977 film, Star Wars.
John went on to uh, compose uh, all of the uh, six films from the Star Wars saga, and um, a lot of his best work is in there, but we're not going to focus too much on that because I could do an entire show on Star Wars and uh, probably will. So we'll uh, save that for save those for that. As I mentioned, Steven Spielberg and John Williams have had a long, long history together. In fact, the two of them have worked on every single uh, Spielberg film except for one. Uh, we'll do a little trivia if you like. Please don't look this one up on the internet. What single uh, film did John Williams not compose for Steven Spielberg? This is uh, talking about Steven Spielberg's directorial, uh, not his producing, so Back to the Future doesn't count. We're talking about movies that Spielberg directed and full-length feature films uh, that he directed. Uh, so there was one movie that uh, John Williams did not compose, uh, and I will uh, give you the answer to that uh, later on in the show. But for now, let's take a look at uh, their first film that they did together. This came out in 1974. It's a wonderful movie if you have an opportunity to uh, see it. It's a, it's, it's a great movie. It was Stevens' uh, directorial, full-length feature directorial debut. He had done some television ahead of time. This was his first uh, feature. And, of course, um, he brought John Williams on. This was the first film that they did together. Uh, here we go. This is the main theme to the 1974 Steven Spielberg film, Sugarland Express.
I like that song for a lot of reasons. Uh, mainly, it shows some of the early John Williams work, uh, and you can hear some of his thinking. You know, the, the concepts that would that he would you know flush out in later films. It was also a great score to a really wonderful movie and a very personal movie. And again, like I said, it's very highly recommended. Uh, Spielberg went on, as you know, to have a lot of hits. Uh, the John in, in, uh, composed the theme to Jaws uh, soon after Sugarland Express, which again, you know, raised the bar for, for uh, film composers. That was in uh, 1975. But Spielberg also did not always uh, hit a home run. In 1979, he came out with a, a comedy starring John Belushi. Uh, and it's a, another score that you're probably not familiar with. This is from the film 1941. Uh, many uh, consider this movie to be uh, a great failure, including Steven Spielberg. It does have a lot of great moments in it. It has a lot of big set pieces. It, it kind of harks back to the um, early you know, 1950s, 1960s uh, slapsticky kind of, you know, big budget comedies. Uh, but in the end, the film just falls apart. Uh, I don't know what happened in the in the editing, but, you know, some of the storylines just don't even uh, get completed. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's a bad movie uh, all around. Uh, but this is a great example of how um, you, John uh, can create a phenomenal score, even from a terrible movie. And he's done this uh, many times in his career. Uh, but this is probably one of the first times that he did it. Uh, so let's go ahead and listen to uh, a great march, uh, one of his best works. This is from uh, Steven Spielberg's 1979 film, uh, uh, Epic Disaster, 1941.
Steven Spielberg is not the only director that uh, John Williams has had the pleasure of working with or that has had the pleasure of working with John Williams. Uh, he's done uh, the Richard Donner uh, Superman uh, films. He also uh, worked with uh, Chris Columbus on uh, Harry Potter's and the Home Alone series. And he's also did uh, three movies with our uh, the director of the next film, uh, JFK. That director is Oliver Stone. Oliver Stone, uh, well known for doing his uh, you know 1960s uh, types films, um, he did three movies with John: Born on the Fourth of July, that Tom Cruise starred in, uh, Nixon, and also JFK. And JFK is a wonderful score because uh, it has the the uh, typical John Williams type theme, but uh, the whole movie, uh, you know, because it was Oliver Stone, it really made you uh, feel very uncomfortable throughout the movie. Uh, he was he was tackling some very uh, sensitive issues, and John you know, approached it beautifully. He, he you know focused on that uncomfortable element and created a, a very kind of off score. One of my favorite scores um, by John. Uh, and this is the song uh, that uh, if you were to hear on its own, you would not think it was a John Williams piece. It's been used in trailers and stuff like that. So you probably have heard this song if you haven't seen the movie. This song is entitled The Conspirators uh, from the film uh, that garnered John Williams one of his many uh, Oscar nominations. This is from the 1991 Oliver Stone film JFK.
couple of interesting tidbits that I uh, discovered while I was doing research for this podcast that I didn't even know about uh, about John Williams. Uh, in 1952, John was drafted into the United States Air Force. Uh, he conducted and arranged music for the United States uh, Air Force Band as part of his assignment. He did get out in 1955 is when his service ended. So I guess we can uh, attribute and thank the Air Force for uh, starting John out in this uh, you know, illustrious career. Uh, John had three children uh, with his wife, uh, Barbara, who uh, died in 1974, Jennifer, Mark, and their youngest, uh, Joseph. Uh, Joseph Williams uh, went on to become one of the uh, lead singers for the band Toto uh, in the mid to late 80s, uh, something I, I did not know. Made me say, uh, say what now? So who knew? Now we know. Getting back to uh, the uh, collaboration between John and Steven Spielberg, after the uh, colossal failure of 1941, Steven went away, in fact, went to Hawaii to, to um, you know, think of uh, some way to save his career. And uh, him and his buddy George Lucas came up with a phenomenal idea. They actually introduced one of the greatest films, but also um, one of the greatest film series and film heroes of all time, and that was Indiana Jones. Of course, when they uh, made the first film, they brought uh, John Williams on, and John did not disappoint. He created uh, a, a phenomenal march, uh, which I'm sure you've heard. And actually, I didn't think I had time to put it in here, but I, I, when it came down to it, I just I just can't do a John Williams uh, retrospective without mentioning or playing this song. So here we go from uh, the 1981 smash blockbuster hit Raiders of the Lost Ark. This is the Raiders March.
1992, uh, Steven Spielberg, you know, loaned John Williams to uh, another great director, Ron Howard, who uh, made a film called Far and Away with Tom Cruise. And it's a it's a really wonderful movie. Uh, just, uh, you know, fantastic cinematography, great score, of course, uh, and actually, you know, decent acting by uh, Cruise and uh, his you know, eventual wife, Nicole Kidman. Uh, but the film really falls apart at the very, very end, the very last sequence, literally the last uh, 30 seconds of the movie, to me, just uh, ruins the rest of the film. It's really hard for me to watch that movie now because of, of that sequence. So I won't give it away in case you, you know, haven't gotten around to seeing it in the last, uh, you know, 20 years. But uh, I would advise, you know, stopping it before that very last scene. But right up before that, there is a phenomenal sequence uh, where the great land rush happens. And uh, John wrote a, a beautiful score for the whole movie, but definitely for that piece there were, of the film, there was a, he, he did a phenomenal job. And what I like about this song is it shows how John can really capture the moment of a sequence without without the visuals. You don't really need to see the visuals to really get the feel of what's happening in the scene. And uh, it, 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 he, he doesn't really need a, a, a Raiders March pounding, you know, through it. Uh, he can he could do it with just, uh, you know, the layers and textures and, and, and other melodic uh, tricks. He, he just is a master of capturing the scene and really uh, capturing the moment and feel of a, of a sequence. And in my opinion I, I have not seen that scene without the score but I could only imagine I bet it's nowhere near as impactful uh, so from the 1992 film far and away this is the land race Thank you. 
1991, uh, Steven Spielberg revisited the uh, Neverland series with a sequel, uh, a live action sequel to uh, Peter Pan for reasons that may seem confusing by today's standards. But uh, the movie wasn't, you know, altogether horrible. It starred Robin Williams as a grown-up Peter Pan who returns to Neverland to, you know, rekindle his youth. The uh, score was uh, phenomenal, though, as usual. John did a, did another remarkable job with uh, material that was you know, somewhat questionable. But um, it, it produced a really wonderful song and, and, and a, a bunch of really wonderful themes that you know, we could go into, but I only have time for one. So from the Steven Spielberg's 1991 film, uh, Hook, this is You're the Pan.
So getting back to our trivia question, what full-length feature film did Steven Spielberg direct that John Williams did not do the music for? There was only one in uh, Spielberg's career, and many of you might say The Twilight Zone, but uh, Steven Spielberg did direct just one of those segments, but he did not do all of them. There were four segments in that movie. Uh, John Landis was actually the lead director, and uh, he chose uh, Jerry Goldsmith to do the score. So I'm looking for full-length feature film that Spielberg directed. Uh, Some of you may say Back to the Future or Poltergeist, but Spielberg did not direct those. Uh, He actually only produced those movies. So which one did uh, Spielberg direct that uh, John did not do the music for? Uh, That was 1985's The Color Purple. And why was that? Quincy Jones was the man who uh, forked out the money for that film. And Quincy said, you know, being a composer himself, he said, no, I'm, I'm going to do this score. And Spielberg complied. Uh, Quincy did a great job. Uh, but I also think that uh, John would have done a great job as well. Uh, John did eventually redeem himself in 1997 when Spielberg uh, tackled the, um, you know, African-American plight once again. And uh, this time did use John Williams for the score. Uh, and that was for the film Amistad. And from that movie, this is the main theme uh, from 1997's Steven Spielberg film Amistad.
Uh, I've had the great pleasure of meeting John Williams uh, twice, and I've uh, seen him perform uh, three times, twice in Boston with the Boston Pops Orchestra, performing uh, mainly Star Wars themes, once in 99 and once in uh, 2002. And both of those times, uh, I was able to go backstage and and meet John uh, as he was heading out to his vehicle, and he was just a wonderful, wonderful man. He was very gracious. And when we met him the second time in 2002, he actually did remember me and my wife, Beth. And he was just, uh, just a, a, a very, you know, he, 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 very warm soul. He took a lot of time out of, out of his day. He, you know, he had just finished a concert. He wanted to go home and, you know, he spent another hour back there with just, you know, 10 or 15 of us uh, signing autographs and talking to us and it, just a, a fantastic experience. And, and, you know, I, I can't thank him enough for that. It, it was a once in a lifetime experience. I also got to see him perform uh, at the opening of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter uh, attraction at Universal Studios here in Florida. I was working that event and he did uh, a big opening concert with that. And it was also uh, just, just phenomenal. Uh, if you get the opportunity to see him, I, I highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. So that's just about uh, going to do it for this episode of Frame Tracks. Uh, as always, if there's uh, anything you heard that you like, please go out and purchase it. Log on, download it. Uh, most of the scores that you hear on uh, Frame Tracks are available for purchase, and I highly recommend it. Uh, also, I'm open to uh, comments, uh, questions, uh, any suggestions you may have. You can leave them on the comments uh, section of the webpage at frametracks.com, or uh, you can just email me directly at uh, info at frametracks.com and that's f-r-a-m-e-t-r-a-x dot com okay i'd like to uh, end this episode as i do all of them with uh, my favorite piece from the composer that we're uh, listening to and this uh, time around it's john williams and this was an easy one for me. Uh, not only is it my favorite John Williams piece, it's actually my favorite song of all time. Uh, I love this song. It's a phenomenal piece. And it, it comes from the end credits of uh, one of the Star Wars films. And usually end credits, uh, even for John Williams, are kind of a mishmash of themes that you heard throughout the movie. And this one, although it does you know, pull from the other themes, uh, just is a is a beautifully layered and wonderfully textured piece and it flows uh, just just wonderfully and in in my opinion it, it truly is of, of all the great works that uh, john has done it truly is uh, his best so uh, i leave you with uh, the end credits from the 1980 star wars film uh, many regard the best star wars film episode five the empire strikes back until next time, thank you for listening to Frame Tracks. <laughs>